Yo, welcome to episode number 16, the Charles Leclerc episode. Look at that. Jesus After, Christ. <laughs> uh, the Joel Montana run free, episode. Run free in your mind. <laughs> the Joel Montana episode. The uh, um, Joe Montana. How do you know Joe Montana? Charles Leclerc and Joe Montana are the only two number 16s that are important. I mean, who's is? Are there any other other good sixteen quarterbacks? I don't know. Quarterback? I have no idea. Uh, I can't think of another good sixteen quarterback off the top of my head, at least. Give me uh, one second. What about Keep other sports? Intro, I'll find one. Was uh, what number was Kirk Heinrich? Was he twelve? Maybe. Maybe not. I think he was twelve. Kyle Gasol. Gasol. Okay. Uh, Tyler Lockett. Um. Nah. <laughs> not worthy oh, oh shit my power just went out bro oh, <laughs> oh, no. wait how are you still here god fucking damn it it's only <laughs> it's it only it's only my room and brendan's room are connected and then the kitchen <laughs> and my family room right so it's like crossed over each other if you can see my the hands i'm doing right now yeah a little bit and so we have both of our ac units in our rooms and I just tripped the uh killed it. Yeah. <laughs> That's too funny. Danny's, Danny's uh looking up doing his research, his due diligence, and it just his entire room goes black. I can see him by the moonlight though still. Oh. I think he's still here with us. Yeah, okay. Yeah, our Wi Fi won't go out, so that's okay. But give me okay. one second. Keep talking for okay. a second, I'll be right back. Okay. Um let's go through the number sixteens of the world. Let's see. Best number 16, 16 sports players. Let's see. Okay, John Montana. Obviously, he was number one. First one on there. Oh, wow. This is a whole list. Pow is number four. Tyler Lockett. Bobby Hall, Blackhawks. It's a little bit of a... Wow. Number 16 has kind of been low-key shit on. I'm not seeing anyone worth uh, worth being. I mean, Leclerc might be up here. It's one of the best 16s. I'm on, number, I'm, I'm on number 20 for best 16s, and I'm looking at Al Atlees, who was an NBA player in the 60s for the Golden State Warriors, and he's number 20. Of the best 16s. So Charles is certainly above that. Let's see. Based on this Stoyakovic? list. Stoyakovic? He's a, that's he a pretty popular name. He's, a, he's like a shooting guard for the Kings in basketball. Yeah. Okay, he's at 14. But, I mean, I used to put Charles at least in the top 10. Number 10 he's is Bob Lanier. He's on the list, man. What is this? Yeah, I know. But this is mainstream. They don't understand. Um, Jared Goff. There's one. I guess maybe... Oh, Jared Goff. I mean, he's definitely not very worthy, but... Yeah, Charles over Jared. Maybe under Bobby Hall, I'd put Charles. I think that's fair. I mean, half of these dudes are Probably. from the fucking, like, 50s. <laughs> yeah. I don't know any of these Number dudes. 16 has had some weak representation, it looks like. That's crazy. Bobby Clark is an ugly dude. Damn, that's crazy. Well, was both of his Anyways. friends playing hockey. That's crazy. Are you back? Are you good now? Oh. <laughs> Lights are back, Perfect baby. Time. The show Beautiful. must go on. <laughs> um, my roommate ran downstairs and turned everything back on. Uh, I'm going to turn my AC off. <laughs> okay, okay. 
I've been set to 76, and it's been running constantly for the last, like, hour and a half. Yeah, really? Yeah. It's enough out of you. Okay. <laughs> I like, you, oh. can hear the, you can just hear the noises in the background of it turning on and off. <laughs> um, anyways, we're here. Oh. Not to talk about the greatest number 16s, but to talk about the past two weeks since we've been gone. Um, there was the Silverstone Grand Prix as well as the Austrian Grand Prix. And we honestly, we missed out. At a pretty bad time, considering that uh, literally all three series were going for both of these weeks, back-to-back, in a row. So, we are very behind on many things. But, we don't have all the time in the world, so we're not going to be going over everything that happened. But, just kind of uh, going to take note of where we are in all these series, and uh, how we're feeling, how things are looking for certain drivers. Um, and the races, both of the... Uh, Let's talk about F1, since those are the races that we've been ranking um, throughout the entire year. I'd say both of these races were super lit, honestly. I'd say Yeah, both of these, top are, four. these are both top three, for sure. Yeah. For I'd say top four. Top three, mate. Some of them are... one. Uh, I think Silverstone is probably top I, three. I would say I would say for the full weekend, they're both top three. These are probably the two for best sure. race weekends in total. But yeah, for no, F1 right. specifically, I think Silverstone is definitely the best one. And Austria was pretty good, but I don't know if I. I think it's definitely top half of the races yeah. for sure. But yeah, um, as far as race weekends go, you're right. I think it's probably one and two for sure. It definitely F2, helps that F3. there's F1, F2, and F3 and Porsche yeah. Super Cup all the same weekend. But we had some um, insane races for sure. Yeah, um, no, definitely. And even like the F2 and F3 races, like everything's been super close. And the F3 championships getting closer, and so is F2. Yeah, mission out in points. <laughs> Well, yeah, do you want to start uh, at the top or at the bottom and work our way up or down? What are you thinking? Uh, start. Let's start F three. Okay. Let's do that. F3. But actually, let's do a quick shout out for uh, Heinrich, oh, yeah. Lori, Lauren Heinrich, for uh, the Porsche Lauren. Super Cup. Yes. He at the beginning of the season just got named uh, Porsche's junior driver, and so he's competing. I'm pretty sure this is his rookie year in the series, and right now he's in the second in the championship behind the reigning champion last year uh yeah i can't remember his name something 10 larry Vord, 10 board yeah board um and so yeah shout out to him he won in silverstone and came in second in uh, austria so kind of coming to it don't have very many races so i don't know if he has like two more races to like mm-hmm. take the lead in the championship and that's it but um regardless He's uh, he's killing it, and it's exciting too because we're kind of talking about how if Porsche is trying to get into F1, they're going to need drivers. And considering yeah. he's a junior driver, and he's already racing on a lot of the same tracks and just a different car, like there might be a might be a bid be, for him to try to get into F1 too. And he's a twenty year old guy, a German guy, so right. That'd be interesting. Long future of racing, so that'd be cool. Yeah, I wonder how legit. I mean, just since it's another. Just like a different series completely, but that'd be interesting for sure if he could make a run for a seat there through Porsche. Porsche has a lot of drivers though, to be fair, with all the endurance racing. So yeah, and there's a lot of young F1. I mean, just young drivers in general. I feel like on the come up right now. So right, right, gonna be competitive. Um, okay, F3 then. Let's get into it. Um, let me get the results. So in Silverstone, we had. 
as a Kadjar winning the sprint and then Leclerc winning the feature race. And then in Austria, we had Jack Crawford winning the sprint and Hadjar again winning, but this time the feature race, which has uh, put him forward into second place in the standings now for the championship, which is super tight right now. It's Victor Martens with 98, Hadjar with 97, and Leclerc with 91 at the top three, which is exciting. Um, Leclerc in his first one of the season, of course, as a Leclerc fan was exciting. Um, but yeah, I don't know. Any, any thoughts on the standings, how we're feeling? Um, I mean, Hajar is looking insane last couple of weeks. Yeah. He's, he's really, a rookie really too, fast. which is cool, right? Yeah. Right. And that's the cool thing about F3 is I think like 70% of the field is all rookies too, but it's cool that one of them is actually contending. <laughs> you, yep. you think it'd be all the guys that kept coming back. But, um, yeah, it's good to see LeClaire doing good. Good to see American, I think, Crawford, right? Yeah, yeah, Hopefully Jack Crawford's American. American. Um, and then Hadjar, yeah, he's been super fast. So, um, and then they're racing again already, like, end of July. So, not too long off for them, luckily. Yeah. Um, we still got four rounds left. So, that, that championship was super, super tight. So, yeah, anyway. it ends... Uh ends at the beginning of september which is like right around the corner pretty much so we'll uh, get a conclusion there pretty soon um what am i looking for oh yeah um what was i gonna say oh yeah oh yeah with um the prima drivers especially uh i wanted to bring up how i messaged you to like how hopefully uh Either Behrman, Ali Behrman, or uh, Leclerc gets promoted to F2 next year. Um, and that way we... Because, uh, shit, there was someone I saw, I think, in F2 that was in the Ferrari Academy. I wonder if I could look that up super easy. Let me see. Ferrari Academy driver. Also, is is Roy Nassani F3 or F2? F2. <laughs> it is F2. Okay. Yeah. Let's just wait for that. <laughs> yeah. Okay, now never mind. I don't think there is anyone in F two that's uh, Ferrari Academy. So definitely getting one of those guys up would be sick. Right. Yeah. No. Yeah. There's no one. Well, also it's, that, it's always um, gonna be hard to bring someone up. It's like the same thing going from F two to F one. Right. Like the timing's got to be perfect, and you got to be in form and young for the most part. So. But they're 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 both Prima drivers, and the Prima's also in F two. So like, it's not a not a bad shot. And also, right, both but of them. Where do the F two drivers go? Right. Who the the Prima drivers in F two are both Red Bull drivers, I think, right now too, which is um interesting. Yeah. Oh, Daruvula and only who else is the other Prima driver? Uh oh Hauger. Okay. Hauger I don't think would go. Since I think, he... is this like a he's newer to that series, right? Yeah, I think he won F three last year, I'm pretty sure. Gotcha. Okay. That sounds right. Yeah. And so but I guess Daruvula then would have to be the one um leaving yeah he's been there for a but, while so yeah but i mean he's maybe. he's been good though too yeah so it's kind of tough to he's been i mean i don't know he's been good this year but like not like yeah i mean he hasn't out. been like podium every week type of guy yeah. yeah yeah and he's in the best team so yeah true 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 um well is there anything else for f3 that we wanted to mention i feel like there's just so much that happened. It's like not even worth going into the more specific parts about it, just because that takes so much time. But yeah, 
anything you want to bring up specifically that you can think of? Um, I think F3 specifically that the end of that race was a lot like, um, a lot closer than the, some of like other parts of the race. I feel like that because there's no pit stops in F3, they're kind of just like going in circles and just getting after it for the entire time. So it was kind of cool to see that, especially around the track, like Silverstone, that's like such a long lap. Um, but yeah, I don't know. Thought I thought it was really cool and Silverstone's the best track on the on the schedule for everybody yeah, we, easily. We, it's got to be. We need more track tracks, man. I mean, I think right. I've seen a lot of posts about or a lot of talk about how I mean, we've had such good racing the past two races compared to like the past couple of weeks yeah, where we've it's been two on two tracks. Who yeah, thought? Street tracks versus racing tracks, you know, one's a uh, versus yeah. parking lots in Miami. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, that was geez, Louise. With carpet looking back water. on that race, <laughs> I feel like looking back on that race, it gets worse and worse. You know? Oh yeah, no, it was just like the only thing that made it kind of good was like all the people that were there and like the right. hype for it being the first race. But the race itself was really, yeah, wasn't great. A little bit of Lewis on George battle though, which is cool. But yeah, that's I about mean, it. there's yeah, it wasn't super exciting. Um, all right, let's move on to F two then. Um, in Silverstone, we had Jack Doohan winning the sprint, Logan Sargent winning the feature, and Austria, we had Marcus Armstrong winning the sprint, and Logan Sargent winning the feature once back again, to back. even though he came in third place at the end of the race. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's probably worth some talking about. And also, let's just call out Roy Nassani for not knowing how to drive a car. Yeah, Roy Nassani. That was in Silverstone, right? Yeah. That was Silverstone. Who, yeah, he, who did he take out? Was it Hauger? It might have been Hauger. And then he almost decapitated, decap, decapitated himself <laughs> yeah, yeah. for his own <laughs> actions, which is just hilarious. Yeah. It, that, that was so wild because like, I feel like I mean, that was just ridiculous. He like literally pushed him so far off the track. Yeah, he's and like, then, oh my God, he's right next to me. He's like, I wanted to pass me. And he just turned. Yeah. He's <laughs> just right there. just turned straight into him. That was ridiculous. I mean, yeah. I guess that's what you get. But he's lucky it wasn't into another driver. You know, at least it was into himself. Right. He's really lucky he didn't do that about like five years ago when they didn't have a halo. <laughs> yeah. My God. I, speaking of, I mean, yeah, that was a uh, Silverstone was crazy. We had a uh, two near misses there with uh, right. Joe and that yeah, incident. they both like just got out and walked away. Yeah. So insane. Yeah, that was the, that Joe crash was. Jeez Louise, yeah. yeah. Hate to say it, but I told you this. Natural selection at its <laughs> finest for Roy Nassani there. For Roy Nassani. Surely. I was, we, were texting, like, we were texting the other day, too, about um, whatever something happened in Austria, too, which was something stupid that he did. And I was, I was going to – I told you, I was going to joke about, like, oh, he's, like, 25 already or something, so, like, he should just quit at this point. But then I looked it up, and he's actually 27, which is <laughs> even older than I was going to, you know, I was like, oh, yeah, 25, that's so old for an F2 driver. But, no, he's 27, dude. That's Get so this crazy. man out of here. Oh, my God. Wasn't Verstappen in F1 at, like, 18 or something? Like, 17. Oh, my God. Yeah. Like 10 years advanced. Max literally that's won crazy. an F1 race at 17, I'm pretty sure. That's, <laughs> Yeah. Not the same oh level, my God. There, clearly. But uh, Roy, if you're listening, man, I'm sorry, but you gotta you're turning <laughs> into a TV of F1 for me. Oh, I don't geez. want that. Imagine being the Latifi of F2. That's even worse, bro. <laughs> oh my God, that's somehow worse. Even even Latifi wasn't the Latifi of F2. 
I mean, know? Latifi doesn't turn into people on straightaways, so I think yeah. he, <laughs> he can't even. We just call it being an Asani at this point. <laughs> <laughs> oh man, yeah, that boy needs the get your own out. category. Yeah. Um. <laughs> okay. Let's see. What else is there? Um. Doing track limits. Sprint. You want to talk about the F two? You want to talk about track the track limits? limits in Austria? I mean, in I think both in, races. F one and F two, it was pretty strict. In F three, I think there wasn't it wasn't that bad. Uh, yeah, which is interesting. Maybe because they're right. slower. I don't know. Yeah, it's just they're like whatever. Let's yeah, this race. <laughs> <laughs> There's like thirty three fucking cars on the track, so like it's like just fucking as long as you don't right. cut off the corner, yeah. then whatever. Yeah, I don't know. It's so crazy because it's it seemed like all the radio messages for F two and F one were. They're like, what are you talking about? Like, I didn't go off there because they probably did the same thing four laps prior to it, and then they decided right. to like just do it once. Or I don't know. It's it's hard because there's so many corners and so many cars, but like mm-hmm. you can't like only police like a certain car at a certain time or a certain corner at a certain time, which it kind of seemed like because like they'll be following someone and see them go off the track, and then they do the same thing next lap, but then they get penalized, and that's right. why we heard. I think it was doing. He was kind of just whining a lot, to be fair. He was great, <laughs> yeah, he was race. really but, upset. Yeah, but he was like, Porsche just he just did that last lap. Right. Did he get a penalty for it? And probably not would be my answer. Yeah. But, you know, so... Lewis it was, was kind of complaining about the same thing. Yeah, right. Yeah, it was the same thing for that, too, which is yeah. interesting. Because it's like, if you're going to be fully strict, you got to, like, do it early on, like in the sprint race. Right. right. You know, I mean... And it was lucky they had the sprint race, too, for that. But they yeah. Didn't. They were pretty. They were pretty strict. I feel like in both of the races. Yeah, I guess across not weekends. I guess consistent is the word right. I'm looking for. It's it's just it's hard because it's like some corners are policed like super strict, and I think some other corners are not like as strictly policed. But right, like, which I don't like know. yeah. What's the point? Of it? I mean, I feel like it's pretty straightforward on on like all the other tracks. I feel like there's no complaints. It just seems like something they must have done that made it weird for them because they know it's the white lines, but like sometimes they say it's the curves. Yeah. So well, I think they said it was curves in the past and now it's not. And they just technically, I think technically <laughs> this year it's supposed to be the white line at every track. But on top of that, we have like the double race directors, uh, you know, like each weekend, like they switch right. off. So like, yeah, I don't know if they bring like a whole new regime, like their own regime each weekend or what, right. but well, did you also see that? The it was Lewis, um, Charles, and Max all got um, financial like penalties or whatever. They got oh, all yeah. fined like fifteen thousand or something for it was. I think it was because they said hi to their teams before they got themselves weighed or something. Oh yeah, for the post race procedure or something. Yeah, and yeah, and everyone in the comments is like, they do that every single race, like, <laughs> and now you're just gonna start penalizing them. It's like first yeah. of all, that doesn't mean anything to the drivers. That's kind of right. like pocket change. Like who yeah, cares. No. But secondly, it's like you can't pick and choose which weekends you're going to do that. And That's it weird. seemed like consistent with the track limit stuff that was going on. It was like, okay, now you're enforcing it like randomly. Like, it's right. kind of strange. Right. So I guess it depends weekend by weekend which race director is going. But it's like they need to be on the same page. Yeah. They should be enforcing the same rules in the same way. But it's two different people. So A lot of the uh, F1 drivers seem to be pretty upset about it. Like, especially... Alonzo and Vettel, uh, Vettel got like fined like thirty grand or something for leaving a drivers meeting or something. Do you? See oh that? yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> I saw that's that. That's pretty. It's pretty epic, but yeah, yeah. 
Yeah, I mean, I Weird. think, I don't know. It's been, FIA has been a little bit uh, sketchy over the last couple seasons, I'd say. Just yeah. Briefly. I think, um, uh, oh, I just saw that uh, Michael Massey is like, he stepped down from his like new position or whatever. Yeah. He said he's moving back to Australia or something, whatever, something. Solid. I think he's quit. He basically quit. We got so, him, boys. Yeah. <laughs> we ran that man out. <laughs> yeah. Good job. Yeah. Um, Probably gets a lot of hate messages from the, the Lewis fans. Oh, online. big facts. He's like, okay, I just need to leave and get out of the F1 site. Maybe. Yeah. Probably a good idea. But I feel like I would do the same. <laughs> so, yeah. That's, that's no a fair shade. play. Um, and a slight shade. Got... I take the back. Slight shade. <laughs> I mean, he did deserve some hate for that whole thing, but yeah, yeah. I mean, he did fuck up an entire championship, but yeah. That's fine. <laughs> it is what it is. Um, we got the so the F2 championship right now is Drugovic at one fifty four, Sargent at one fifteen, and then Porsche at one fourteen. So it, yeah. it's it's closing down at the top. Yeah, I mean, Drugovic is like he's still so far ahead, but yeah, forty. Points. I mean, if he has. This weekend was quite the exception with like the wet to dry race, which was so sick. Mm. But um, yeah, that was Gregor, crazy. She was just on the wrong end of that. The and strategy. So he was just out of the points. But the announcers were saying too, they're like, "This is the one thing like he can't do. Like he can't not score points. Like as long right. as he scores like some points in every race, right? Like, he, he's for sure got to be good. How many races are even left? It can't be. Um, there are. Oh, there's six. Three, four, six. Yeah. So well, I, I guess. That's a lot of points still up for grabs. So, yeah, hopefully, I'd love to see Sergeant like really uh, take it to him here at the end because, yeah, I mean, obviously he's American, and uh, I think, I think a lot of people might be skipping over him for like you know the Colton Hurdas and the Pato Awards out there. But if he can right. win this championship, I think he could really put his name in the yeah in that bucket. Also, <laughs> I feel a need to correct myself. <laughs> I thought Liam Lawson was American every single episode, so we talked about F2. And I, think, I don't know why, because I think me and Cam talked about it, and I think he just said, like, yeah, like yeah. I have a question or something, and I just thought he was like, oh, for sure he's American, sick. I'm going to pick him then, and that's why I, I, that's been my guy. So now we're, we're jointly supporting Sargent as two yes. Americans. Yes. Uh, and then I'll still, I still support Lawson. And he's yeah, still Lawson's still a sick driver, for sure. Yeah, Lawson's dope, for sure. Um, it's not that I'm not like anti non-American, you know what I'm saying? <laughs> For sure. I know what you mean, yeah. We're not, we're not putting that out there, but, uh, <laughs> yeah, I felt, I feel bad. Liam, if you listen, I didn't do yeah. anything by it. Uh, I think we, we both confused, we, I think we both got confused at the very beginning that he was American and then I found out at some point and then just like never corrected you on whenever you would call <laughs> him American. Like, going. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> So, oh, yeah, there's a little confusion there. <laughs> I, I feel like it was more of, since they're, like, teammates, I think I thought Sargent was not American. Oh, sure. the other way around, maybe. Yeah. But, I don't know. Whatever. Yeah. Now we know, so. Very on true. The next one. Go Sargent and Lawson. Is What's it, he really um, on again? Carlin? Go Team Carlin? Yeah. Carlin. There Wait, we go. is, um, oh, never mind. So, only F2 is at the next. We got F1 and F2 in um, France. So we'll see Paul them race next week. Yeah. Good old Paul Ricard. I'm actually excited for that track. Well, we'll get there in a sec. How about we move to F1 then and talk about the results from the last two weeks? So we had um, who won in 
Carlos. Oh, Carlos. First race for my boy. Well, Let's not go. my main boy, but First one of many. my boys. Yeah. Love seeing that for Carlos in uh, Silverstone. It was, uh, was such Sainz. a crazy race, dude. Oh, my God. Yeah, it ended up being Sainz, Perez, and Hamilton on the podium. If there is no safety car at the end, I think Lewis is coming back for that thing. He was flying. He's yeah. so fast at that track. It's crazy. <clears throat> they were... um, And their car was good, too. It's crazy. They weren't, like, porpoising, like, at all. It was nuts. Yeah. The, uh, the Mercedes car... I don't know, man. It's, like, super up and down. It, I feel yeah. like it's better on, like, racetracks, so... We've got a couple of those still coming up, so it could be good uh, good racing for them coming up, hopefully. So. Yeah. I will say it's it's still a pretty straight-line uh, struggler, for sure. It has yeah. quite a deficit on all the straights. That's why Austria, I feel like, they're still, like, they're, it's pretty crazy, like, the gap between, like, it's, like, Ferrari, Red Bull, and then Mercedes, and then, like, McLaren and everybody else. Yeah, but like that gap between McLaren and the top three is so far that they can have like a bad strategy weekend, like we saw George did, and he had like oh, a penalty yeah. and a bad stop, and he had to change his wing and all that stuff, and he still came in fourth by like a good amount. <laughs> it was like not an issue because their car is just like better than like majority of the rest of the field, even with all the bad stuff going on. But even yeah. with a good day, like what Lewis had, like still not going to be close enough to the top guys still. But I mean, he got third, but Carlos also blew up. So, getting ahead of myself. But I just see. Uh, um, I just saw a uh, story today from. Let's see, who's it from? Um, Formula A dot Uno, but it's um, reported that Mercedes is bringing uh, their PU three to uh, after the, the summer break, which is going to apparently match their horsepower to Ferrari. Not quite Red Bull. I think Red Bull has the most, but um, apparently they'll be matching Ferrari. So that could really spice things up. And also, yeah. I mean, especially since I, I'm looking at the results now, and I, I remember them mentioning it, but I didn't really think about it. But Lewis has been on the podium for the past three races, which is has he really? That's considering, yeah. Isn't that crazy? Three in a row for Lewis on the podium. Wait, what? I didn't even realize that. Yeah. That's sick. And he came in fourth yeah. in uh, Baku. In Baku, yeah. Yeah. The consistency from the boys at Mercedes, <clears throat> my God. Yeah. They're just that's, killing it. That's, uh, that's I guess been... not at not British Grand Prix, unfortunately. For, but... <laughs> yeah, he um, had some contact there at the beginning. Yeah, that's crazy. It was 3-4 Austrian Grand Prix, then just three for Hamilton, because George DNFs, mm-hmm. then 3-4... Canadian Grand Prix, Baku, 3-4 again. <laughs> That's nuts. Yeah. Well, good for them. Um, and then the Austrian Grand Prix, we had Leclerc's rise. His uh, first Finally. win since fucking Australia, which is insanity. How many, yeah. what was that? That was back in April. Holy shit, dude. Yeah. At the beginning so of April He's was his so last win. and everything, just not Yeah. And the championship is still surprisingly close. Like, it's not like you know close, close. But is it like is it like forty points? I think it's like thirty-eight. I believe is the number exactly. Yeah. Okay. Okay. Thirty-eight. Because there's there's eleven races left. It's definitely 
right there. I mean, you get yeah. eight, it's an eight point difference or a seven yeah, point they, difference from first to second. So they get to the one two it out, and he gets to win for sure. So right. We're just, the, I mean, we're, we're, I think we're two races away from Merck taking the sandbags off and just coming back to <laughs> claim what has been theirs for eight That'd years. That'd be so ridiculous, but I'd love to see it. <laughs> I'd honestly like to see it at this point. That'd be so sweet. I mean, they're, I mean, they got more consistency than both of them. So if they keep getting three fours every race and the other teams keep DNFing, I mean, <clears throat> that'd be pretty nuts. I don't know. I don't know how far behind they are right now for constructors, but they can't be that far off. Um, I could check for you here. Standings, constructors. We got Mercedes at two thirty-seven, Ferrari at three hundred three, Red Bull at three fifty-nine. So pretty far back. Twenty-two. Yeah. Eleven more races, though. Hmm. I mean, it's doable. I mean, Red Bull's still Red Bull, though. Like, it's not. Yeah, I mean, they're gonna have to start beating them on merit too. Right. They can't just be beating them off DNFs. Which I don't, I don't know if they've beaten any of them off of merit so far. No, definitely not. So. Well, wait, did Lewis finish above Charles in Silverstone? So, yeah, but that was like a strategy error. I know like. that's so. <sighs> That's ridiculous. <laughs> that pisses me off, man. That was Charles. Dude, they they had the gap. They had the gap too. Both of them in. God, he was gonna win that race. Okay, could have been a one-two. Speaking Easy. on Friday, on Friday strategy, we kind of talked about this a little bit, but I've seen so much praise for the Friday strategy from this last race, and I just do not understand why people think this was good. Like, I literally don't understand. I think people are really, really, really playing this off the results of what happened. Because, so I mean, you don't you don't ever plan your strategy for a safe car to happen, though. Oh, but you that's literally especially at Austria. Car every, no, there's been a safety car in every single race this year. I mean, I guess, but I was mean, there come one on, at this race, there might not have been a. Uh, there's a VSD, no, no real safety car this race, which I think was like the first of the entire year. Yeah, I mean, I don't know. I don't think. But listen, but. You I mean, can't, when you're the, sitting in your room before the race, you're sitting in the strategy room. You can't be like, all right, there's going to be a safety car towards the latter half of this race. So let's throw the hards on right at the beginning and lose a bunch of time. Just hoping that I we can know. bank on a, like the thing that George did in Miami. Like that's not, it like happened to work for him. And the only reason he did that was because he was starting so far back that he had nothing to lose. Yeah. But when you're starting in the front, you're never going to like jeopardize okay. it like that. No, no, no. I think you're right. I mean, the thing about it is, Ferrari had the fastest strategy in Austria, but yeah. it was risky in the way that all they needed to do was cover off Max, I feel like, in order to win this race. Yeah, I think, I will say, I don't think they had to keep the entire tire advantage that they had. Right? Because I think they had like a, it was like a 13 tire or 13 lap tire advantage or something like that. Yeah. I was I mean, definitely surprised for them to go the full 13 extra right. to like match it. I thought maybe they'd go like an extra like 5 to 10, like somewhere in there, and then pit. Yeah. So then it's at least closer, especially because they knew they had better tire wear than yeah. Red Bull as well. Well, um, I, I thought they were going for the one stop, which is why they were doing this whole thing. But no, they ended up doing the two stop as well. Right. I think maybe they were planning to go for the one stop initially, but then when Max pitted and they saw how big the gap was, they're probably like, oh, we may as well just pit again and get better yeah. tires so we have to push it. I mean, 
and the other thing is, but they, they literally made Charles overtake Max twice, which is just like, you're asking yeah. for it, bro. Like, just cover yeah. him off and keep the track position and the same tire wear. You have the pace. Charles already, like, has the pace advantage, clearly. Like, just yeah, cover him off and just win the race. Times. He passed him three times, didn't he? Um, The first time from the from the start. And then Maybe one was in the sprint or something. Maybe. No, he never passed him in the sprint. Did he not? Okay. No. So I thought I saw a clip of him. It was like his three passes. Maybe maybe it was three. But that that's still my that even makes my point even stronger. Right. Like, yeah. I don't know, man. To me, I feel I feel like people are really, really playing the results here, like totally missing that. Because what did what did Lewis and Max do all of last year? When one pit, the other pit. Right. As simple as that. And if the and if they were worried about it, they'd have their second driver do the alternate strategy. Like, come on, right. man. I don't know. I feel like part of it may have been the fact that they're like one and two for a while, and yeah. so they wanted to like hold that. And so, because if they were like a, I don't know, I see what you're saying, but because they'd lose the time and they'd be like a second behind him, and then, but I guess at the same time, like passing in Austria isn't like hard. You're right. I mean, there's three DRS zones, right? Back to back. Yeah. So like, I think two of his passes were into the second corner, like after that first really long straight. Yeah, that turn so, four. Yeah. Or, yeah, I guess that slight left is a turn. So turn three. Be one, yeah, that's and slight one left, is, turn two. yeah. Uh-huh. And three, yeah. Um, four is like that long right-hander, I think, right? Yeah, that's the one where Charles like threw it down the inside when Max yeah. came again. Yeah, mm-hmm. Yeah, so I think he had two into that second corner where it's like if you have the tire advantage, you can like stay right right behind him, especially with the new cars going like through that corner. Right. So I think it's more of like putting the faith in your driver. And also, I don't know, I would say I would agree with you if this was Lewis against Max last year because Max yeah. would just like throw his car into Lewis's wing and then your whole race would be screwed. Yeah. But Max is racing a lot more respectfully this year, so they probably weren't as worried about trying to pass him, knowing that they had the pace advantage. But For sure. I, I mean, I definitely see both sides. Like making yeah. your driver have to overtake them is kind of a tough call. But if it's a long DRS zone, like if you were, if you were in Baku, they probably wouldn't would have done the same thing, you know? Yeah, I, I just feel like people are missing the forest for the trees here. People have been so harsh on the Ferrari strategy and now they think oh yeah suddenly they just figured this all out yeah no, no it's 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 definitely I'm not like totally pro but they did no, I, I know think I it know. should have been something in between but yeah yeah I'm not they're definitely about, yeah no, no 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 I know you're right but yeah. I know that they're definitely not like out of the woods by any means they're still like they fucked up quite a few times this year so mm-hmm. and that like Charles could be right up there in the championship too if it wasn't for them so um not that he he isn't that far off but it yeah, could be like a five point a five point thing right now. So um yeah, that's definitely that's a good thing to bring up though. Yeah. Anyways, um anything else from F one that we want to talk about before we wrap this thing up? Do you want to talk about this uh, upcoming race? I don't know if there's really much to talk about. That's good old Paul Ricard. I love Paul Ricard. Aren't they taking Paul Ricard off the schedule? I think so. Next year? Is it off that's next so year crazy, already? Dude, this track is so good. Yeah. I it's fun to race on to play on too but i was gonna say this is like one of my favorite ones to drive on at least in the game yeah and there's like there's zrs zones there's good like hard breaking spots where you can overtake but there's also like the, it, that whole last it, sector is all like fast that's fun flowing corners yeah 
Isn't it like historically pretty boring though? Uh, like the past couple years at least. I think I've heard. I mean, possibly, but now the cars are supposed to be able to drive closer than ever. So yeah, it's kind of it's kind of crazy that they're deciding to take it off before even trying. Because I bet it's why it's not so close is because of like the flowing corners, but that's right. like where the cars are supposed to right. be better. So that's a super good point actually, because there's a lot of like super long high speed corners which these cars that seem to be able to actually follow close in, which is, yeah, I think it'll be a pretty fun race. I think it'll be good too. I think you definitely need a bit of a tire advantage though, to like get past. Mm. I would agree with that because a lot of the corners are like just fast corners, especially like going into the third sector, that really fast right-hander. Yeah. And like trying to get through on those like sweeping corners is going to be really tough if your tires are like just a lap or two newer. So I wonder, I don't know. We'll see this, this one might come down to strategy. So yeah. Speaking of Ferrari's pit wall. <laughs> I'm calling it now, bro. I'm calling it now. People will be... You're going to go for Ferrari's like a surprise four-stop or something like that? <laughs> something makes no sense. I wonder why the Ferrari tire deck was so much better at Austria compared to the other... Yeah. Just Silverstone the race before. It, that did not seem like the case at any other point this year. So yeah. it's very strange. Maybe they had different like tire temps or not temps, like pressures or something yeah. like that. It was um it was the hardest tire range at Silverstone and then the softest at Austria so maybe that's just their better. I'm pretty uh, sure. On those. Isn't Paul Ricard like a tire killer as well? Um, I'm not sure. I think it might be. You think they'll be on the hardest range then? I I mean, sh- yes. I'm say, yeah. <laughs> I have no idea. I'm no tire uh, expert, but I'm pretty sure I'm remembering that that track is pretty tough on tires because there's a yeah. lot of. Like I was saying, like that whole last sector is all like going hundred plus around the corner. You know, now that makes sense. Good for the corners. Austria, I'm surprised it's such high deg. I guess the second sector if that makes sense. Yeah, but yeah. I don't know. We'll see. It's not like a Monaco where you're like you can go five miles an hour and it doesn't matter because no one can pass you. Right. But, right. Yeah, it's a real know. real race. I guess we'll see. That's that's not this weekend, right? Next weekend. No, next weekend. Next yeah, hopefully weekend. we'll be back before next weekend to give a good little poll one two three and uh all that jazz um it's been it's been too long since we did a, a preview episode anyways i think this is a good place to wrap it up huh feeling good totally. feeling like we covered everything yeah i'm gonna i'm gonna call the sergeant three pete right now sergeant three pete yeah coming at does coming sprint at race a count? track near you yeah does the sprint race okay. count or no no, 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 just feature. We only care about the big points okay. here, Cam. Okay, okay. I like that. <laughs> I like that. I, I, I'd root for that for sure. So I'll back you on that. Um, yeah, anyways, hopefully we'll be back next week for some more talk about Logan Sargent winning in France before the race. Yeah. And then hopefully after the race, we'll talk about it as well. Anyways. Also, shout out to Sargent for winning 4th of July weekend. True. Go America. Yeah, Loki. In the UK, too. Let's go. (laughs) That was so funny when you texted me that. I was actually laughing. Happy Independence Day, motherfuckers. (laughs) See you later. (laughs) That's a perfect place to end it. Um, That's been the pod, boys. Thanks for listening. We'll catch y'all on the next one. Peace. Peace.